fighting to combat tyranny one state at a time starting with wisconsin this is the badger state resistance podcast brought to you by liberty and freedom and welcome back to the badger state resistance podcast i am your host justin i hope you all had a very safe uh, memorial day weekend you got plenty of time with family uh, enjoyed some cooking out um, and remembering uh, those that gave all in the defense and security and preservation of this country. Uh, never before, uh, like like I should say, not never before, but never before like this in this particular um, this particular year. It almost seems like it's got a different meaning. Uh, in a sense, when we really think about Memorial Day and we think about just how close we really are to losing our republic, just how close we truly are to losing all those freedoms and, and, and making it to where every sacrifice of those that gave all becomes in vain. And it is our responsibility as Americans to preserve, and it's our turn to fight, to make sure that we don't allow their sacrifice to go in vain. Now, some people might say, yeah, whatever. But never before have we seen what we're seeing in the schools with furries and this whole non-binary stuff, whatever it is. Never before have we seen so many people be unproud to be Americans. Um, Never before have we seen just the absolute insane government that is truly not working or listening to the people at all. Um, And it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad, but... Today, we're just one step closer to new ideas, fresh ideas, uh, working in the government. Today, many people will be turning in their signatures, including myself. Uh, We'll be turning in signatures so that way we can uh, get on the ballot. So that happens today. I will... Maybe do a live live video from from uh, Madison. I don't know, uh, but I am excited to get these signatures turned in. We'll be turning in right around two thousand seven hundred. So we should have plenty. Um, we do know that Democrats play games. We know that we know that other camps may play some games, uh, but it's important to know that we did turn in a very good buffer. And that um, we should be secure. Uh, so, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit today about just how crazy this world is becoming. And this is the fight. I got a, a little snippet from the Pfizer CEO. Uh, and and from, from some World Health Forum. And uh, it's 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 pretty disgusting. 
And just give me one second to get that pulled up here. His name is Albert uh, Borla. So I'm going to play this for you. And then let's talk about it. I think that uh, it's really fulfilling of a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started in 19. Uh, the first week we met in January of 19 in California and to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world by 50%. I think today this dream is becoming uh, okay by 2023 the goal is to reduce the world's population by uh, 50 percent and it's becoming a reality think about that i want you to truly think about what that means now, you know, social media will pull down um, the video. Otherwise, I would post that specific video. Um, they'll pull it down because they don't want people to get nervous or whatever it is. You know, I saw I saw a study uh, probably about a year ago. And I've talked about it on this podcast. And I can tell you. What it really showed was quite, it was, it was interesting. And, and essentially, every person in this world could have a one square acre of land. And every single human in this, in this world would fit in the state of Alaska. I mean, yes, now Alaska is a big state. But when you really think just of how many people, right, there's... About 8 billion people. It's, it's insane. So, sadly, this uh, Pfizer, Dr. Albert Borla. I mean, this is a man that should be charged with crimes against humanity. And uh, hopefully, when, when he does... Um, Hopefully not too many people will have that. And hopefully his, his project, projections and predictions um, will be wrong. But just to give you an idea, so this is from Yahoo News. Pfizer CEO predicts constant waves of COVID-19 because of complacency around the coronavirus and the, politi the politicization of the pandemic well we already know that it was the democrats that created the that, that politicized the whole pandemic they did this in the very 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 beginning uh remember when they said that they weren't taking the vaccine because there wasn't enough tests on it blah 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 so and 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 again uh the amount of locking down i mean this is why the who now has control of of more than they need to have control but just a you know a quick recap let's just let's just go through this article real quick so pfizer ceo albert borla warned wednesday 
of constant, quote, constant waves of COVID-19. He pointed to the complacency around the virus, virus the politi- politicalization of the pandemic, and wa- uh, wanting immunity. Cases are rising in the U.S., and at this, at the rate at which people are getting vaccinated is following, falling. It's falling. Yeah, people are not trusting, especially when they hear videos of this jerk kind of like, you know, saying that, yeah, I mean, not kind of like, but like actually saying we're going to, you know, the goal is to deplete the Earth's population by 50%. Unbelievable. The world is likely to suffer from, quote, constant waves of COVID-19, the CEO of Pfizer said Wednesday. Albert Borla pointed to complacency around the virus, the politicalization. Yeah, we know. People are also growing tired of COVID-19 safety regulations, said Borla, who was speaking at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, where world leaders and members of the business elites are gathered for an annual summit. Yeah. The elitists. Well, COVID-19 cases are falling globally. They've been gradually rising in the U.S. Of course, it's always in the U.S. they gradually rise. Since early April, according to the data from John Hopkins University, in the week that ended Sunday, the U.S. reported 790 new, th- new cases. More than three times as many as were were reported in the last week of March. You know, it's funny to think that if Donald Trump was still the president, it's funny, I mean, it's really not that funny. Do we really think that we would be here? Or do you think that Donald Trump would have told this World Economic Forum to go pound sand and that we're not going to be dealing with any of your crap? The problem is, is we have an extremist agenda. The president of the United States, I mean, the, 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 the White House occupant he's not with us folks he doesn't know what's going on he's not running this country he's barely coherent enough to even get through one speech uh, Pfizer said on May 3rd it's expected it expected 2022 revenue uh, from uh here we go. It's COVID vaccine of about $32 billion. Mm. Yeah, so that's all about, you remember, a lot of money. Quote, what worries me is the complacency, Borla said in, Dav- in Davos, adding that fewer people were wearing masks and that even people who had already been vaccinated were less likely to get a booster shot. The consequences will likely be seen in three to six months, he said. Okay, well. Start thinking about the timeline there, right? So this article is a few days old. Three to six months, we have elections. Borla said Pfizer believes that antiviral drugs would replace vaccines as the key weapon in fighting coronavirus, at least until shots providing a longer period of immunity are developed. Pfizer is doubling down on producing its antiviral pill, uh, Paxlovid, Borla added. 
Pfizer on Wednesday announced that it would provide all of its current and future pro- uh, patent-protected medicines and vaccines in the U.S. and EU on a not-for-profit basis for 45 to 45 lower-income countries, which is said collectively had 1.2 billion residents. It's an increase. It's it's it's. Uh, I'll never take it. Um, there have been more than 526 million reported COVID-19 cases globally and 6.28 million deaths, according to the data from John Hopkins. Almost 11.5 billion doses of coronavirus vaccine have given, um, been given globally, according to the data. Uh, but the rate at which people are getting vaccinated falling is in the week ending June 27th. Uh, let's see, about 325.5 billion doses were administered in the week of May 22nd, just 38.6 million vaccines were given according to the data. And, and the thing is, is the thing, and here's, here's the part that these people, um, just don't get is how, I mean, I mean, we could sit there and say, yeah, people in the United States are just fed up. They're fed up with 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 the the mandates. They're fed up with the protocols. They're fed up with listening. We we really are. And then the problem is is the the so called leaders. They really haven't been able to give us concrete data. They've they've gone out there, and they've used this this pandemic for for now two years, three years, right? We're going on three years, um, two and a half, whatever it is. And they said that people were going to be dropping like flies. And and that's why you see, in the very beginning of this whole thing, so many people, every single death in the United States was a COVID death, right? Even even the man that, that had his head severed, tragically, in a motorcycle accident. Death was deemed as a COVID death. It's It's really quite insane. They just haven't done proper reporting. They haven't done the right things. The Democrats politicized coronavirus very early because they didn't want Trump to have a win on a vaccine. I don't just I don't I don't necessarily agree, you know, with Trump's vaccine. I really don't. But either way, they still didn't want him to have a win. So at this point, we do know, I mean, they're, they're trying to hide the data on how many people are becoming injured by the vaccine uh, or how many people have maybe even died from taking the vaccine. It's crazy. Um, and I just think that... Uh, People need to start to understand the severity of where our country is going and why we, we, we talk about Memorial Day and honoring those that have fallen. The greatest experiment of mankind has happened. Um, these folks take the cake. People like this Albert Borla, 
the crimes against humanity that have been committed against humanity are absolutely insane. It's 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 absolutely insane. I I I can tell you folks that I personally will never I will never take one. Um, my kids will not take one until they are of 18, 18 years of age and can make the decision for themselves. My wife and I will not take a COVID vaccine. And many others that we know uh, will refuse to take a COVID vaccine as well. It's, it's a no-go. And those of you that are vaccinated, I hope you will stop getting the boosters. My grandparents told me they were going to be getting a booster here. And I argued and argued and argued and told them, it's, it's, you've got to stop. How much more of this? Well, we want to be able to travel. Okay. Stop worrying about going to, to Spain or Germany. And at some point, this is where we all have to make the sacrifices uh, and fight. And I don't mean violently, uh, but getting involved, truly getting involved, knowing exactly who our candidates are, not just here in Wisconsin, but nationally, Arizona candidates. Georgia candidates, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. It is very important that we all know who the right people are that are willing to go to battle when it comes to our constitutional rights and essentially say, tell the the federal government that we will invoke the 10th Amendment and that we will uh, do whatever it takes to secure our states, which would preserve the nation as a whole. So when I talk about the candidates on, on, this, on this podcast and why I've so my, my personal opinion of each candidate is what it is and who I think would make the best governor all the way down to the best assembly, you know, school board. It is because I've, I've, I've spent hours and hours discussing policy and understand where they as an individual want to go. Right. So governor, it's Tim Rantham, hands down. Um, I like Kevin Nicholson, but again, I don't, I don't speak to Kevin on a regular basis. Um, Kevin hasn't necessarily made himself readily available like that. And, and of course, Kevin's a very busy person, but Tim Rantham has made himself available. I know exactly where Tim Rantham stands, uh, when it comes to things on all, a bunch of different levels. And, and in my, from what I know through his action is, is that he is the guy that out of the group of, of gubernatorial candidates that I truly believe will do for and right by the people. 
Jonathan Wickman. I don't care where people uh, in the Patriot group realm are at at this point when it comes to lieutenant governors. I know that there are some that still like David King, some that like Cal Udes, uh, which, by the way, Cal, Cal Udes, folks, um, is, is probably the worst option that you could go with um, of all of them. Um, and then there are also Cindy Warner people. And, and do I like Cindy? Yeah, I do. Um, I do. But the reality is, is the first two that I mentioned, David, Kyle, they don't have a chance in number one winning. They don't. It's not going to happen. Um, and, and, and that doesn't make, uh, David a bad person. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, and quite frankly, I don't think it's, he's the right guy for that job. Um, Cindy is a fantastic person, but again, she's not going to win. So for those of you patriots in the patriot groups, you need to start to understand the severity in which we are in. And if you don't come together, and Jonathan Wickman is is polling highest, okay, amongst those those four. Uh, and then in reality, he's probably polling higher uh, than even Pat Teston, right? By voting for one of the other three is 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 not helping when we talk about these situations we do not want any of the relaxed rhinos to gain any of these seats jonathan wickman is the one person who actually can win that is not an establishment candidate Jonathan Wickman is vaccine injured, folks. For those of you that may be joining us for the first time, he knows. He knows the importance of medical freedom. He knows the importance of, of knowledge and, and, and the information war that we're all fighting. And he knows that people need to know. So I just gave you the top two. Now on to the Secretary of State. Uh, Amy Laudenbeck, again. That's another rhino. That's a, that's a that's a flat out no. This is somebody that's really jumped into this race thinking Doug LaFollette was gonna mosey his way on through again, and that Amy Loudenbeck was gonna be able to just coast out of the assembly and into her new job as as a as a a, a what do they call those folks that, that go to the um, Madison and a lobbyist and do a new lobbying job. And, and be able to walk away from the assembly with, without looking bad. It's not going to happen. And then Jay Schrader, he, he's, he's weak, folks. Jay, Jay Schrader has money so he could play optics. Going to Mar-a-Lago, he was there for a fundraiser for another candidate from Arizona and he paid the money to get into the fundraiser don't be duped 
the attorney general's race, we got a little bit better situation going on. Because we do have, we do have Karen Mueller, who's an absolute sweetheart. But if Karen Mueller, if it's not Karen Mueller and it's Eric Tony, I think we'll be fine. Adam Jarkow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a no-go on. I'm a big no-go. His history, uh, especially his time in the assembly, and his background with the with the Cleefish is is is, is a big no for me. So, all right, folks, I'll be heading out here shortly to Madison to drop off signatures. I will continue to tout and and explain my my position on who I believe is the best for the job when it comes to serving the people of this great state of Wisconsin. Because I truly do have the time and have put in the time to really get to know these individuals and then nobody knows me better than me. Maybe my wife. Maybe my wife knows me better than me. Uh, But we'll leave that up to debate. It'll be a fun car ride. So, all right, folks. I hope you, again, enjoyed the heck out of your Memorial Day and that you got a moment to reflect. And if you didn't, please take this moment now to reflect on on what all those that who have come before us have fought and died for and how we're going to preserve this great nation. Have a wonderful day, and we'll be back here tomorrow.